Good morning. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton, and today is Saturday, May 8th. We begin by remembering our baptism today. In Ephesians 5, verses 25 through 27, it says that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, that is, that he might make the church holy having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. And so we make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray. Lord Jesus, on Saturday morning you rested in the tomb, the painful work of our redemption completed on the cross, and you awaited your glorious resurrection on Sunday morning. Please bless us with refreshment today. Give us peace, such as the world cannot give, but is only available through faith in you. Let the events of the day give you glory. And do not let the tasks of today distract us from anticipating the joy of going to your house tomorrow. Let your spirit rest upon us, so that today we may walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. Amen. We confess our Christian faith today using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 2 once again. Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Psalm 2 deals with the question, who is God? Or more specifically, who is your God? In whom or in what do you place your trust? What is the power or authority that directs your life? It sets this question in a political context. The, the nations are in turmoil, the, the peoples meditate on empty things, and the political powers, kings and rulers, stand against the Lord and against his anointed. The psalm is describing worldly order standing in hostile 
opposition to the Lord. And not only to the Lord, also to his anointed. That word anointed translates the word Mashiach, which is where we get our word Messiah. The powers of this world oppose the fullness of God and his Christ. They imagine that they're harsh tyrants like they themselves are. And in so doing, they find God confronts their their opposition with derision and power. Why? Why do they oppose him? They see his reign as oppressive. This attitude goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were tempted to eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The man and the woman saw the fruit was desirable, and they felt it would be good to be like God. In our sin, we don't merely desire to be like God. We want to be God's. That is, we want to have the authority to determine what is good and evil. The kings and rulers want to burst bonds and cast away the ropes that hold them, bonds and ropes that they see belonging to the Lord and his Messiah. What are those bonds and ropes? They're God's word, which proclaim right and wrong. They are the message that calls us to repentance and mercy. They're the proclamation that the Creator has designed us for Himself and put us in relationship with one another. We have a responsibility to Him and to our neighbors to love them. These ropes and these bonds are God's law and gospel. They're the law which command and direct, which remind us that some things are not permissible in God's sight. But they're also the gospel that proclaims God's mercy, forgiveness, and salvation to us. And I suspect that it's the gospel that the world hates most, because it's here that we learn most clearly that we are not gods, but that we are impotent and incapable of saving ourselves, even as we also learn that we are deeply loved and that the Lord's Messiah shows his authority through the cross and empty tomb. The old sinful nature in us chafes at needing a Savior. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Who is him? It's the Son, the Messiah, the Anointed One. When we pray, this is what we're doing. We're taking refuge in the Lord. We take refuge in Jesus. As we pray today, we'll pray for the church, um, pray for your pastor, pray for the, the church staff, and pray for your fellow members at church. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we're still not able to gather in our, our houses of worship, and so we pray that you would bless our congregation, bless our fellow members scattered hither and yon in their homes, and we ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon all of us, and that as we gather tomorrow to worship, a lot of us via internet, we ask that your spirit would use those words to strengthen our faith and to hold us close to you and to one another. Please bless our church. Help it to, to grow and to represent you, to be filled with faith and hope and love. Be with our pastor. Guide him, lead him, bless him and defend him. And be with the staff who do so much to, to help us to, to connect back to you. And we pray, Lord, that your spirit would be upon them to give them joy in your work. 
We pray these things in Jesus' name and pray as he teaches us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep and by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let me finish up with a, a question here. When you find yourself tempted to trust in earthly powers, even if that power is you yourself, instead of entrusting in the Lord uh, and his anointed, what is it that brings that temptation to you? What are those situations where you feel that temptation to trust in something other than God, other than Jesus? And if you're up to it, you can leave a comment down below. God's blessings on your day. Please join me again this evening uh, for an evening devotion.